Um, hello, good morning. Welcome to Aussie Tells All, or sport, Northwest Sports Podcast. Been a while since you've had him on, but Scott's back. Talk about WSU football. Welcome back, Scott. Thanks again for having me, Oz. No problem. Last we spoke, um, Oregon um, lost to Washington State and Dick Fastnet down to Austin Stadium. And next week after that, California um, laid, laid, laid them out pretty well. And then last week, um, WSU. 28 to zero for Colorado. Thoughts on that? Those three games, just quickly overall, the three weeks there. Well, it was a big win at Austin Stadium. You always like to win those games, especially since uh, Oregon uh, in the past decade has just been uh, a juggernaut there. So we've actually had quite a bit of success against Oregon the last three years, and, and really happy about that. Um, but uh, yeah, kind of ran into a buzzsaw, at Cal. Nothing was working offensively, and of course, seven turnovers, six by your quarterback will. Uh, set them up for some short fields, and uh, they scored uh, some points off that. I thought the defense overall played played, uh, pretty well against that uh, Cal offense, uh, but gave up uh, Mm -hmm. too many points, obviously, and offense didn't do much there. And then a 28-0 victory, really happy to see the ground game uh, be a huge part of their success there, and and, uh, obviously the defense held them to a shutout. So uh, a little bit weather-aided, I suppose, but... Uh, you take what you can yeah. get. Uh, first, first uh, shutout, first Pac-12 opponent shutout uh, since I believe 1994. Wow, that's pretty good then, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Now, a couple of going to ask you about before we get in the game. A um, couple things. So, Tavares Martin got one game suspension last week, and then I'm not sure what it was for. And then also, uh, Bill Moosley for Nebraska. Your thoughts on those two, those two events there? Well, Tavares, uh, he got suspended because he had a little bit of an attitude, uh, um, apparently, from what I've read, is uh, he, he had a little bit of an attitude that needed adjusting. And uh, so they got to set him down for a game. And I, I think back to uh, the, the person that, that really helped the most um, back when he was here was Gabe Marks, who just graduated this past year. He sat out an entire season because he, um, he, he needed some adjusting. And so I, hopefully that gets to Tavares because he's too talented to not uh, not be on the field, uh, but so we'll we'll see how he responds from there. And Bill Moose, it was kind of a kind of a shock to be honest with you, because he's a he's a Washington State yeah. guy, um, and, uh, and and helped turn things around. Depending on who you talk to, there's some really great things that Bill has done, and some also some fiscal things, uh, you know, financially that you, you kind of scratch your head about. Uh, obviously, Ernie Kent's contract is one, and keeping you know rolling that over. And then, uh, you know, running a, a, such a huge deficit uh, to be able to get the facilities, I guess, you know, you, you got to think the facilities being uh, what they are now, it, it was a good thing, but you, you got to get somebody in that's going to uh, help right the ship and help, help be, uh, keep you in the black instead of in the red every year. Absolutely. Now, quick thought of a two-part thing about Luke Falk. Part one is um, congratulations on him uh, being number, winning as quarterback in WC football history. Part two is has been played really well the last two weeks. Um, your thoughts on why he's been a dip in his play? You know, I we we've kind of had this uh, conversation a few different times, obviously, you know, throughout the season that Luke hasn't necessarily played his best football, which is both uh, both yeah. nerve wracking and exciting at the same time. And I think that it just goes to show <laughs> a seven and seven and one record is a, is a testament to the entire team picking up the slack. Uh, in years past, I think the quarterback has had to play a lights-out game for WSU to have a chance to, to win some of those games. And, you know, Connor Halliday threw the, threw the ball 70-plus times on a couple occasions. And so uh, I think 
not playing his best game, you actually kind of uh, see that the you know the how the how the receivers and the running backs pick an offense up, and how the defense just is is one of the top ten nationally in several categories. Uh, and it's it's not it's by no mistake. I mean, Alex Grinch has done a great job. So I I think that Falk can play better. Uh, but obviously, uh, he's he as he goes into Coach Mastro's office, I believe, and, and uh, uh, puts a number on the board each each time he gets a win. That's the only number that's important to him is wins. It's the only stat he cares about. So number one all time now, Drake passing guesser. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's just I mean, it's part of part of the thing about stats is that you have to have the longevity to you know be able to play a long time. Uh, and, and for Gesser, he he's played three three plus years, and uh, so yeah, you, you gotta you gotta give it up to those guys that can stay healthy and, and be on the field for a long time. Absolutely. Now I'm not sure if you saw this yesterday, but Mike Leach yesterday press conference yesterday with the media um, was asked by Lindsey Joy, Joy of KHQ SWX was that yeah she asked her asked him. Uh, if you have a fight between Vikings and the Pirates, who would win? His answer was, um, join forces battle. Um, kind of, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know he's a Pirate guy, but why would he want to join forces with the Vikings? You know, honestly, no, I, I did not <laughs> see that. I did not see that interview. But Mike is such an interesting guy. I mean, he's he's written books on Geronimo and, and war strategies <laughs> and stuff like that. I mean, he's a very complex person. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Vikings are very tough people. You know, they gotta, they have to yeah. endure the cold, cold temperatures, and and are are you know used to sailing rough seas and cold waters. So they, they might be the toughest people in the world. <laughs> Absolutely, no. Um, it was heavier rain was pouring down in Pullman and Spokane. Um, I saw a lot of empty seats, maybe half empty. Um, I'm just curious. Um, WC fans can't handle the rain because, like, I know Husky fans can definitely handle the rain. They're always around it. So just your thoughts on the lack of attendance on Saturday night. Well, I, I think if you would have been down there, Oz, you, you probably would have left as well. Uh, I think 60-mile-an-hour uh-huh. winds and, uh, and, and a, you know, and, and a pretty much a torrential downpour, right? You know, that's, that's going to keep uh-huh. a majority of people away. We had, we had a lot of people in yeah. town for homecoming, but – you know those those okay. seven thirty seven forty five starts are are impossible yeah. and uh, and especially when you throw in ridiculous weather. I, I can guarantee you no no husky no rational husky fan would sit through that as well, especially with the wind. Rain is mm-hmm. one thing uh, yeah. goose can sit through the rain, yeah. but uh, the wind is definitely not something they can handle. And and I know that uh, the the husky fans can definitely not handle the snow. So that's <laughs> I guess that's the other thing. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Absolutely. Now. Um, Jamal Moore, Jamal Moore, uh, sorry, James Morrow, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not sure, uh, James Morrow, I think, a fumble, um, not what you want to start from the senior. Yeah, well, it's, it's Jamal Morrow, uh, and then you're, I think you're, oh, you're combining, Morrow, right. James, yeah, you're, you're combining Jamal Morrow and James Williams, but, uh, yeah, Morrow, yes. I was, I was, uh, <laughs> I was a little concerned about about the fumble, but at the same time, you know, he had the defense to kind of pick him up and keep the, keep Colorado off the board. Uh, but you know, Morrow's played so well throughout his career that you know, every once in a while, you're you're going to have a, a fumble or, or two that uh, comes back yeah. to bite you. But fortunately, the defense picked him back up after that, so I think he was okay. There you go. Favorite subject on this podcast as of late has been shovel pass. Shovel pass. Um, they had two in the game. First one they did did not turn out too well. Almost disaster. 
second one turned out to be well well done. Your thoughts on those two plays that pass has done in the game there? Well, since since you asked about it a few, uh, gosh, it was almost more than a month ago that we asked about the shovel pass, yeah. and that uh, that play has not not worked out <laughs> since we since we talked about it and, and saw a low risk play. I mean, obviously against Sal, you had the interception off a of tip. Uh, yeah, it, it yeah. hasn't quite worked out as well as, uh, as, as it has in the past, and so I'm kind of uh, I'm a little bit more nervous. You see the side of it bouncing off of the hands and fumbles and and interceptions, you know, I'm, I'm kind of uh, over that play. But you, you got to do something to throw yeah. the defense off, and, and I guess that's our version of a screen pass. So, we, you know, you, I guess yeah. you got to sprinkle it in every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely now. Luke Falk, not known, not, not, not for his legs, but he did his best Vic imitation, the 16-yard run in the first quarter there. His thoughts on that play. Yeah, I, uh, he's definitely not going to win any foot races. I, I think I almost, I almost <laughs> might be able to beat him in a foot race. I'm not quite sure, but he's uh, he's he's a, he's, a, he's a good athlete. But uh, I was actually really happy for for Luke to be able to step up in the pocket and uh, to kind of take those yards that are given to him. Because in the past, I think we've seen him step up and be hesitant to run. But I think he had over 40 rushing yards the entire game, and uh, and even taking a sack or two. I think he uh, he did a really nice job of getting positive yardage when he could, and that might also kind of hold the defense in check. I mean, if you're not going to either, either have a spy underneath or anything like that to kind of keep him under control and just uh, rush three and drop eight, you know, he might pick up five or six yards at a time, and that's going to keep the chains moving. Yes, definitely. Now, the Cougars score first touchdown they scored was Tay Martin, 50-yard touchdown. Your thoughts on that play? And who is Tay Martin? I've never heard the guy before until that Tay game. Martin. Tay- Tay Martin is a uh, true freshman, and he's uh, Mike Leach called him the toughest, one of the toughest guys on the team, uh, definitely the toughest receiver. Um, and he said if there was an MMA fight, it, he would probably win. So I was, uh, I think we're going to see a lot. I think we're going to see a lot more from him. Uh, filled in for um, uh, uh, yeah, Tavares Martin. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I think Tay, Tay Martin's going to see the field a lot more. And, and now that we see that he can do it, and how fast he is. You know, I think we've got three three freshman uh, receivers that are incredibly fast and can can flip the flip the field in a hurry. So I I'm uh, really happy for him that he because I think coming into this game he had less than ten catches and you know less than a hundred yards overall and I think he uh, he added to those totals definitely. Yes, for sure. And Jamal Morrow got that right this time. Um, was in the was in the, the doghouse of Mike Leach for a little bit there. Then he came, then he came out and made some good plays out there. Thoughts on the, the whole thing there. Yeah, well, I think those the three running back, the three-headed running back monster that uh, that WSU has. I think if you put the ball on the ground, you're going to see the bench for a little bit. And no matter who it is, uh, yeah. if, if you're if you're going to put the ball on the ground, you got two other guys that you have to go to, and then you'll come back to them later in the game and say, "All right, now's the time to prove yourself again." Uh, and he certainly did that. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't have uh, any uh, any lack of confidence in, in Jamal because. He, being a senior, he's he's been around. He's done everything that we've asked him to do, and then some. And and he keeps producing numbers and uh, get in the end zone. So uh, glad to see him come back later in the game, though. There you go. Now Brendan Avocado Argarado touchdown. <laughs> Nothing. Your thoughts on on that on that one? Yeah, good. I'm glad for him to be able to get in the end zone for his first career touchdown. Uh, it was a tough play. And, I, I always uh, cringe at those uh, hits at the goal line because I, I'm always afraid that when yeah. you know, extending the ball at all or doing anything like that around the goal line, you're going to get a fumble and 
And uh, so, but just really, really glad that he got in there and, and uh, was, a, was a tough play and kind of a tough night. You know, obviously the, the wind and, and all that was, mm-hmm. uh, with a, a predominantly throwing offense. I uh, was a little concerned about that, but um, happy that he got in the end zone. Absolutely. Now, your first half thoughts of that 14 nothing halftime on, on Colorado at home and the rain and elements and all that, first half thoughts? You know, Slow, slow start in the first half. Uh, would have liked to. I think it was still zero zero at the end of the first quarter. So we got a couple in the in the the second yeah. quarter, which was which was great. But um, yeah, I, I think uh, for for any Mike Leach team that uh, we we've been great at adjusting to the second half, sans uh, the the Colorado game or the the Cal game. But um, yeah, we we made adjustments as the game went went on and, and kind of went away from the pass and, and a little more to the to the run. And I think uh, you know only throwing 43 passes the entire game for the for the whole team, uh, that kind of kind of showed that out. So obviously, Falk uh, was only 50% throwing, so you had to pick it up some other way. Yeah. And nearly 200 yards on the ground was was nice. So get that running game going was great. Oh yeah. Now who is this guy? Receiver Pacman, last name P A C T M A N. Yeah, yeah, Desmond Pacman. He. Uh, He's he's one yeah. of those Florida yeah, boys. Um, yeah. He's he's a big bigger receiver, uh, six three, four and ten. Uh, and he, he didn't quite feel as much as uh, as he was this, but um, I think you know when he uh, when he used the field uh, this time he he put a, he had a, I think he had four or five catches. So I was glad to see yeah. him uh, kind of get get in the mix as well. There you go. Now, touchdown, Morrow. He, he gets a nice touchdown there. We're talking that scoring play by Morrow. Yeah, uh, just you know, obviously the the run the run blocking once you get close to the end zone uh, with those wide splits that the offensive line has, it's a little tougher kind of sometimes to uh, to get those close running touchdowns. So uh, we're just glad to see a, a different different wrinkle in the offense instead of having to throw it from the you know uh, inside the the ten yard line. So. Um, yeah, I'm just glad, glad to see some, some different, uh, different running schemes and, and all that. Yes. Now, Aguayo had a nice sack there. Uh, yeah, def- well, definitely. Well, definitely. Well, the defense. Quarter. Yeah, the, the defense played. Uh, defense played really well, and uh, I was really impressed mm-hmm. with uh, the number of guys from the backfield. And I, and I, I, I keep saying it every week. I think it's a direct result of, of Hercules has done, and so Aguayo is really reap the benefits of everything that uh, an offensive line and uh, offensive coordinator to do to uh, get Hercules uh, away from the quarterback and away from the ball carrier. Yes. Now, this one is a little uh, funny to me, actually, as a Husky fan, but uh, Marcus uh, Strong had a little boo-boo on the punt return. Uh, he muffed that ball up there. He's off in that play. Yeah, I I always get nervous on punt returns. I I would almost uh, and I've said this before, and people just think that I'm crazy. But uh, I would I would just rather not put anybody back, keep everybody within ten yards yeah. of the line of scrimmage, and then just let them kick it wherever the ball is. Is where it okay. It's where uh, it goes, and you know if you're gonna <laughs> knock it inside the five yard line, that's you're, that's fine. We'll take that, but. Um, you know, I, I think there's just – and then you all – every time you have a, a decent return, there's always a block in the back or, you know, holding or something like that. So I would just prefer to, to keep everybody at close to the line of scrimmage, make sure it's not a fake, and then just let them kick it and let it land where it's going to land. Yes, exactly. Now, 
couple things before I let you go here. Um, Mike Leach made the offense do push-ups on the on the uh, sideline because they were sluggish in the first in the half. There, your thoughts on on that whole thing that went down on the sidelines? Well, I think it's it goes to show that even even if you're up 14 or 21 nothing, uh, you still have to keep playing and and not think that anything you can't take things for granted. So. You know, by embarrassing those guys or, you know, I, I don't know if they were embarrassed by it, but obviously having to do up-downs on national TV uh, can't, can't feel good. So, so maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you tried everything else and maybe that was a last-ditch effort to say, look, you guys got to play better, so you're going to do up-downs and, and get this thing right. Absolutely. Now, as a Husky fan, Kicker fan, um, both of us here, um, just give us a little hint thing on how good was Philip Lindsay. He had a thousand yards already in like four, five games. He had a good game also against the Cougars too. So your thoughts on Philip Lindsay's game as well? Yeah, Philip Lindsay's a really tough running back, and he he uh, he played he yeah. played well against us. But I think that if you look at his his numbers, you know, I think he carried the ball several. He only yeah. averaged you know uh, a little over yeah. three yards per rush. So they gave they gave it to him so many times. Yeah. Uh, he's going to get his numbers uh, kind of similar to, uh, I guess, McCaffrey. Yeah. And I think both uh, UW and WSU mm-hmm. have done well against those big-time running backs and McCaffrey and Lindsey and uh, and all those guys uh, the past couple of years just because that's what their offense is built around. And I didn't think uh, their their quarterbacks weren't very good, so they kind of had to ride them. And uh, I think Lindsey's going to get a shot in the yeah. NFL, and he's a, he's a tough style yeah. runner. I just hope they don't – I hope they don't run him into the ground and uh, and use yeah. up his legs and, and all that. So he's a good player, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's fun to watch. Um, Frankie Louvu gets, his third set, gets the third sack of the WSU of the night. Your thoughts on him and also thoughts on defense as a whole, 20-0, showing out the Colorado Buffaloes. You know, uh, Louvu plays so fast and so physical, and it's, it's just a culmination of the hard work that he's put in since he's been on campus. He was kind of a project a little bit uh, when he came in, but man, he's just really flying around and, and making everything happen. So really, uh, really excited for, for him um, and getting two sacks is, is huge. Uh, defense as a whole has just really played well all year. It, it's far exceeded my expectations. Um, you know, in terms of uh, the, their national ranking, they're number three in pass defense um, and number two in tackles for loss, third in sacks. You know, so those are those are the type of things that uh, you know are really, uh, really quite shocking to me. And, and I think uh, they're in the top five in third downs uh, conversions and stuff like that. So they're getting off the field, they're turning the ball back, you know, back over to the offense. And mm-hmm. uh, I I, could, I couldn't be any happier with with these guys, especially with the injuries that we've had to some key key seniors. So we're the sky's the limit for the future, and hopefully everybody kind of sticks around and stays you know stays with it. We've had a ton of freshmen and sophomores playing this year so if they can just keep that speed defense going uh you know the future is very bright there you that's good for you guys that's good now um coach leach uh is a peanut and big pretzel guy what's your your, your go-to uh food at at a game there you know, I I think uh, we've mentioned before that uh, I'm just a, a one-handed snack kind of guy because I need my drink in my other hand. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got, uh, yeah, you know, pretzel's okay, but, you know, if you get a pretzel, is it going to yeah. have too much salt on it? Are you going to want some cheese to dip yeah. in? So, uh, And then peanuts, right. of course, it's it's more of a, of a really involved snack. So um, I, you know, I probably would just veer more towards like a Snickers, just something real quick and simple. Uh, mm. Stop you from being, uh, there you, go. you know, Get those hunger cravings out of the way. Stop you from being a diva. So I'll go Snickers. 
Snickers. There you go. I'm uh, more than a hot dog, about two hot dogs a game guy. And, oh, uh, yeah. A beer. A beer, too. You know what? Uh, a beer, hot too. Dogs, hot dogs are so underrated, and I feel like people look down on hot dogs, but I think that uh, a, a good hot dog or a ballpark yeah. hot dog, you know, when you're watching a, a sporting event, it's just you can't get much better. Now, do you put yeah. – do you put, uh, you know, relish and, and onions and everything on it or sauerkraut? I I, I go uh, mustard, um, relish, onion, sauerkraut, that's it. Uh, ketchup is a well, no-go on hot dogs. No, okay. no, can't do ketchup on hot dogs. Blasphemy. It's a deal breaker for you. Okay. How about you on hot dogs? Yeah, you know, I, I like to – not a big relish guy, but I do love onions and sauerkraut and, uh, of course, mustard. Uh, I do like a little ketchup just for a little little bit of the sweet okay. factor. But, um, you know, it's it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a delicious treat. There, there you go. Now, uh, let's see. Um, went back to, um, let's see, Philippas, and they got a nice gain. Romero, your thoughts on the redemption of the Philippas in that fourth quarter? Well, it was uh, obviously, um, you know, you kind of build up to those those uh, those plays, and, and you kind of keep, uh, you know, whether, whether it's throwing a screen pass or kind of setting things up all night. You know, we, we didn't throw very many uh, many shovels and stuff like that, but uh, you know, just happy to keep the chains moving and keep uh, keep the ball uh, kind of, you know, flipping the field and and uh, keep the chains moving. So happy for happy for that. <laughs> Last touchdown of the night. Was from Bernard Bill touchdown. Your thoughts on that play there? Yeah, I, I think it was just a, a little short one. So you know, obviously, uh, once you get close to that goal line, it's the, the the pass defense is a little bit more uh, stingy because they have less of a field to play, and so they're going to be right up in your grill. So always happy to to get those passing touchdowns. And I think WSU is probably one of the uh, one of the few schools that has an offense where you can throw it inside the five yard line and, and be successful. So hopefully, we just keep going with that and don't turn the ball over. Um, and, and so far, Luke has done that, except for the Cal game. Absolutely, absolutely. I missed that one. I, I did not watch that one, but uh, probably good for me as a Husky fan <laughs> to watch that one. But because um, I got cocky, and then my team lost too. So, so yeah. Um, anyways, anyway, anyways. Uh, last couple things I have for you here. Jalen Thompson picks up the fumble and had McNair nice run out the play. You're talking that play. In the, uh, in the game there, yeah. pretty much. Jalen played, played very well. He was always around the ball. I think he had about ten tackles and, and seven of them by, by himself, you know, the solo stops. And so he just was all over the field. And, and he is uh, he's really kind of uh, becoming that next uh, great Washington State safety. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's just mm-hmm. – uh, he, he's all over the place. So I can't wait to see what he turns into next year. He's only a sophomore. So, uh, yeah, really, really excited for his future. And now, do you think he'll have a chance to make the NFL when it, when it comes out? It, it, you know, it's it's really interesting because uh, depending on how much weight he puts on and stuff like that. I mean, uh, take a look at Dayon Buchanan. He started out as a as a corner and then moved to safety, and then now mm-hmm. in the NFL, he's playing you know more of that linebacker role. So he, I just I, you can never tell what somebody's body's going to do and how they work. But he's put in the work thus far to be you know go from a of a, a true freshman starting to uh, a true sophomore who's still starting and he's gotten so much better you just got to think that if he continues to improve on the on the, the plane that he's on uh he's, he's you know he, he, he will definitely be there uh coming NFL draft all right sounds good but also final thoughts on the game off preview of Arizona Pac-12 Network 630 kickoff down in is it Coleman or is it uh, no, it, it's in 
it's in Tucson. Uh, I the final thoughts okay. on the game. I I just was uh, I was really happy with the shutout. And I think the people were kind of getting down on on the fact that WSU was uh, you know the crowd was either the crowd wasn't very big or you know just uh, mm-hmm. uh, you yeah. know the, the weather was the weather was keeping Colorado at bay. I, it doesn't matter to me. A, a, a Pac-12, a Pac-12 team yeah. shutting out another one is, is always impressive, and it, yeah. uh, WSU yeah. was playing in the, in the exact same weather that Colorado was, and has more of an offense that uh, is is uh, struggles in that uh, in the wind and rain. And so I, I just was happy to see us put up some points and, and only have the one turnover. And uh, so yeah, just really really pleased with the effort there. Uh, in terms of Arizona, I, yeah. I know that uh, we we've kind of had their uh, had their um, had their number the last uh, several years, number? but uh, yeah, they're you know when they say uh, had their number has you know I guess I, I'm I'm kind of blanking on what else to say, but we've had really really good uh, really right. good games against them, and last year I think it was just a you know sixty something to seven or something like that that was ridiculous. Wow! Uh, but they had this uh, sophomore quarterback Khalil Tate that is just unbelievably mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. So <laughs> I think if we could. If yeah. we can keep him to, to you know, 100 yards or less uh, running the ball, I, I don't know that I trust his arm enough to necessarily beat us. But it's at their place, mm-hmm. and they're five and two. And uh, I think the matchup predictor actually gives them like a 57% chance to win, so only 43 for WSU. Wow. Uh, you know, so it's it, it's it's kind of one of those uh, one of those weird trap games almost. It feels like because the following week. Uh, Stanford comes to town and it's a home game and potential for game day to be there and, and all that. So uh, you just you can't get uh, can't get caught looking in the future. But um, I'm hoping right. that uh, that they can get get through this one, uh, get another victory. I don't care if it's a three to nothing game. I just want to keep those those victories coming and and uh, keep everybody happy. Yeah, I've got to ask you this. Uh, what are your thoughts on the punting game this this last game? I've got to ask about that one. You know, it's uh, I, I've been a huge uh, critic of of going with three different punters, and you just gotta you gotta stick with one and, and hope that they improve. But um, you know, Sweet had a couple good ones, and, uh, and and that was that was nice to see. But as a whole, uh, I'd like to see a different approach to our our punting game, and and whether it's a rugby style or whatnot, it seems like the other two aren't necessarily mm-hmm. good rugby rugby style kickers. So if we're gonna yeah. do rugby, keep with Kyle Sweet. Keep them working on it. Uh, if not, then then go to the other guys and let them just straight up on it. Now, that's kind of sorry. I'm going to ask you this: um, Is Sweet more better receiver or better punter in your estimation? Oh, he's he's a better receiver for sure, and he's uh, he's that type of guy yeah. that uh, I, I say he's uh, he's not quite as good as River Craycraft, but when he's when he's doing well, when he's feeling it, he uh, he's yeah. a very good player and can make those catches. But uh, you know, he's had a couple drops. But overall, he's played played pretty well. All right. Well, appreciate the time here uh, this morning on a Tuesday morning. Um, welcome, welcome back to the podcast, and talk to you next week, hopefully. That's great. Oz. Thanks again for having me. All right. Talk to you later.